Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to another beautiful evening of studying God's Word together. I am Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Uh, this is uh, Understanding the Goodness of God uh, series. We have been on this series now for a while. And last week, we, we started a, a specific uh, meditation. The goodness of God makes me, makes me, makes him my helper. The goodness of God makes him my helper. And we did part one, two, and three last week. Uh, this evening, we are on to part four. We are on to part four. We, we, we began to understand this, the concept of help from God and how to draw help from God. God's disposition towards his children. This is very important. God's disposition towards his children is that of a father to his children. And he is always available to help his children. If you're a child of God, if you're a child of God, then God is always there to help you. And this is where we are going today, God wants you to know that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that he will help you. God wants us to develop unshakable faith in his willingness and his ability and his capacity to help us. You see, God wants you to develop unshakable faith in his willingness and his ability and his capacity to help you. You are his child. The goodness of God makes him my helper. And, and you need to understand his heart towards you. So, so he wants you to develop faith in his heart, in his disposition, in his uh, demeanor towards you to offer you help. He wants you to develop faith in it. You know, it's a bit uh, weird that you say God is your father, but you don't trust him to help you. You don't trust him to, to really come through for you when issues. That lack of trust is a problem. And it's something that God wants to get rid in all of his children. Why? Because it's affecting the quality of relationship his children has with him. He wants children who trust him. He wants, you know, children who who counter him, who know he's reliable, who know he's dependable, who knows that he will show up for them. He wants you to know that he truly, deeply cares and wants to help you. But when you don't have the faith to pull his help, guess what? It's not that God doesn't want to help. It's not that the help is not there. You are not pulling it. Because remember this about God. God is a faith God. Without faith, it's impossible to do business with God. It's impossible, impossible, not difficult. Impossible to engage with God. So without absolute faith in his ability to help, you won't be able to pull it. So that fear that God will not come through, that fear that what you are believing for, what you need help with will not come through is the problem. Not that God doesn't want to come through. That fear lodged in your subconscious mind is the problem. God wants to get rid of that fear. God wants you to uh, trust him. So that fear is creating a problem 
that fear is like a is like a a, a, a what's the word now? It's, it's like a, a a big stone, a big hurdle, a big obstacle in your relationship with him. That fear. So if help is not coming, it's not because God doesn't have the power to help or doesn't have the willingness to help. You have a fear that the help will not come. So the fear blocks the help. So it's not that help is not there, but your fear is blocking the help. Let me say it again. Your fear is blocking the help. Your fear is blocking the help. And God wants to destroy that fear. God wants to destroy that fear. Not that God doesn't want to help. He wants to help. But the fear in your subconscious mind that he will not help or that the help will not come, that is the problem. And I, I, I hear the Spirit of God saying that he wants all his children all over the world, all his children all over the world, to get rid of the fear that he will not help. Once we do, we will see God. <laughs> we will see God in his power, in his might, in his, you know, because remember this, you are the object of God's love. You are the object of God's love. Your fear that he will not come through is what is stopping his love from flowing, is what is stopping his help from coming through, that fear. And the Spirit of God wants us to get rid of that fear. You need to rebuke that fear and get rid of it and pull it out where it is stuck in your subconscious. There's that fear, it came from Adam and it's been going from generation to generation and where we are afraid that God will not help, where we are afraid that God will not come through. God wants to pull it out from its root where it's planted in our subconscious so that we can truly draw the help that we need. You see, the person that will enjoy the maximum help from God is the one who does not have the fear that help will not come. The one that has the faith that help is, is here. He is totally and absolutely convinced. She is totally and absolutely convinced that help will come. That's the one that gets helped. So, so this is where the Spirit of God is at today. He wants to help you develop strong faith in his willingness and his ability to help you. You know, for most people, we don't doubt the ability of God to help. We know that God is almighty. His power is there. Whatever you need at any time, he can bring it. Most people know that. What people are not sure is, is he willing to help me when I need the help? That, that, that uncertainty, is he willing? Is he going to come through? Will he be late? Will he, you know, that fear is what is actually stopping God from coming through. Not that God doesn't want to come through. He has actually come through. But you need the faith to draw what he has already provided. He's provided. So you're looking for money. He's already provided it. That money is somewhere on the planet. You are looking for healing. He's already provided it. Jesus provided the healing. You're looking for husband. <laughs> Your husband is somewhere. It's, he's on the planet. He's somewhere. You're looking for a wife. He's somewhere. You're looking for a baby. Uh, the baby is already given. Is that fear? that it will not come through that's the problem that's what is hindering you that's what is stopping you that's what is limiting you that fear that he will not come through and this is what the spirit of god wants to blast out of your heart blast out that thing that i will not be healed or i will not get married or i will not get the money or i will not get the visa or i will not get the breakthrough or i will not get the job 
That fear is what is stopping the thing from coming through. And until that fear is dealt with, the help of God remains suspended. Not because God doesn't want to help you. He does. You're his child. You are the object of his love. You are the object of his love. Listen, how much he loves you. That if, if you are the only person on the planet, Jesus would have still died for you. That's how much he loves you. He loves you so much that you mean everything to him. Beyond the 8 billion people on the planet, you mean so much to him. Isn't it that he says that, that he, he is the good shepherd who leaves the 99 to go and look for the one? Because to him, one is equal to 99. One is equal to 8 billion. That's how important you are to him. You are important to him. You are, you are the value of the whole, the whole earth. Bible says, what shall it profit a man to lose his soul and gain the whole world and lose his soul? That's, you, are, you are so important to him. And you need to understand that. And, and this is where he, he is wanting you to work on your faith, to work on your capacity to receive his help. Get rid of that fear. That thing that says, hey, I'm, I'm not sure he will come through. Hey, I'm not sure, you know, this thing will manifest. The, he wants to get, he wants that thing to go. Because as long as that thing is there, then it stops the help from coming. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it's a story we started reading last week. We read at verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a turn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I want you to note that, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then... I am strong. Hmm. Hallelujah. Alright, so this is Apostle Paul telling us some, some, some story about a certain messenger of Satan. We had established this last week that this messenger of Satan is a messenger of Satan. It's not from God. This messenger did not come from God. Okay? It's a messenger of Satan. God does not send Satan's messengers to run his errands for him. So, so, so he's, he's a messenger of Satan that was sent from hell to buffet the apostle. Now, this messenger was not from God, and he did not come to do the work of God. Mm -mm. Something was found in the apostle. There was a tendency to become puffed up, to become exalted, because of the depth of revelation that God was pouring out on the, and the apostles. See, the, God was pouring out revelation. God, you know, God was bringing light and understanding on the mysteries of redemption and the mysteries of, of, the, of the risen Christ. 
the mysteries of the, the, the finished work of Christ on the cross. He was pouring it out on the apostle. The apostle was receiving it. But there was a fleshly uh, 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 tendency to, to become proud, to become puffed up. Now, God did not put that tendency there. It was in the apostle. And that was what was attracting this messenger of Satan. You see, Satan is attracted to pride. Oh, yes. Satan goes to where there is pride. Where there is flesh, Satan goes there. You know, you remember, remember Lazarus, the beggar. He had sores. And the Bible says flies and dogs were coming to lick the, 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 the sores. Wherever there are sores, there will be dogs. Wherever there are sores, there will be dogs. Listen, pride is like a sore. So the dogs will come. And, the, you know, that, that, that dog there is what the enemy, the, that it represents the enemy. This is why Jesus says in John 14, verse 30, he says, the, the, the God of this world comes and finds nothing in me. There's no pride in me. There's no flesh. There's no, there's no carnality in me. So he, when he comes to check, he finds nothing in me. There is no, you know, there's no, uh, uh, there's no uh, dents. There's no decay. Yeah? There's no decay. We, we, I remember we, we talked about soul cavities. There's no cavity in me. So, so this was a cavity in the apostle. It was a cavity. And this cavity attracted the messenger from hell, the messenger of Satan. So, so the apostle went to God to say, take away this messenger. Deliver, help me, get rid of this messenger from me. And God answered him in a, in a very straightforward way. The first time he came, he says, my, my, my grace is sufficient for you. You don't need me. You don't need me to take away the, 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 the messenger of Satan. No, no. My grace is sufficient for you. So I need you to take my grace and deal with that thing. Don't, don't, don't ask me to take away something that you are already empowered to take away. I need you to take a hold of my grace and deal with that thing because that grace is sufficient for you. You know, it's like, it's like you know, you are trying to embark on a journey. And then the sponsor of the journey gives you uh, the fuel you need, gives you the vehicle you need, gives you money, lot of money, far more than you need for the journey. And then you go back to the sponsor of the journey and say, you know, please give me what I need for the journey. Or, you know, facilitate the journey. He's saying, no, man, but I've already given you what you need. Use it. Take it. You have the car. The car is serviced. The car is new. You know, the, there's fuel in the tank. And here is a, a bag of money. So what else do you need? You don't, I can't, you can't, there's nothing more I can do for you. I've given you what you need. You can drive. You're a qualified driver. You've got a license. You are healthy. You are strong. Come on, take the car. Hit the road. And, and, and get on the journey. So that was what, you know, it was like when Paul says, you know, help me deal with this. Jesus said to him, no, 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 no. My grace is sufficient. I've given you my grace. I've given you my grace. It's sufficient for you. So, so what, what, what Jesus said to him, he says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength displays my strength manifests when there is a weakness. In other words, 
Become strong in this grace. Be strong in this grace. Now, now look at this scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. See, it says, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He says, you therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So it's one thing to have the grace of God. It's another thing to be strong in it. Be strong in that grace. Be st get rid of the weakness of your soul that is not allowing you to take hold of the grace. We all have been given grace to deal with the vicissitudes of life, to deal with the issues and the challenges, to deal with the devil. We have the grace. So it's, it, Jesus was telling Paul, I, I have given you the grace. Be strong in that grace. Use that grace. So whatever that is undermining you from using that grace is what you need to get rid of. He understood what Jesus was saying to him. Get rid of that fear. It's stopping you from taking hold of the grace. I've given you the grace for your journey. You've got the car. It's an S600. You know, it's fueled. It's, I have given you lot of, lots of money to refuel on, the, on, on, on your journey. Money to buy food, whatever you need. You have it. Be strong. Get in the car and drive and go. Stop begging me to, to take you to Cape Town. I can't. I've given you what you need to get to Cape Town. Just use it. Use it and go. So, so you find that the, what, was, what was the problem was the fear in him. And when, when he, you know, God explained it to him, he said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect. My strength manifests best where your weakness is concerned. So the apostle understood it the third time. The third time he went, he understood it. What did he understand? It's, the, it's hidden in what he said. He said, therefore, most gladly, most gladly, not just gladly, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So what he understood was, if I become strong in the grace of God, if I take hold of what has been given, and I, I get rid of the fear, and I'm established in what has been given to me, then any time that the challenge shows up, I, I greet that challenge with joy in my heart. <laughs> I greet most gladly. I greet that challenge with joy in my heart because I have what it takes to, to answer it. If we are hungry, uh, let's go back to the analogy of the journey. If you are hungry in the course of the journey, <laughs> we, we, we have one million rand in the account. We can buy food. Most gladly. So, so the thought of hunger doesn't make us scared. We, we know we can buy food because we've got money. We, we've got money. So we have more than enough resources. If there is a, you know, a, a, a flat tire, we can change the tire. We can even buy a new tire. We can even buy all, all four tires brand new because we have one million for this journey. We have what it takes. So challenges do not make us scared. Challenges make us excited because it, it displays the resources we have. Do you get it? The, the challenge gives us an opportunity to manifest the resource that we have. We, 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 so, so there's no way uh, we can display the resources we have if there are no challenges. So imagine, 
you know, we're having all of that money for this trip, 12-hour trip to Cape Town, and nothing happens. No challenge. Nothing happens. You know, we will not have the opportunity to go and access the money and use the money because no challenge, nothing. There's no demand on the money. So we'll carry that money in the card or as cash and carry it all the way from Johannesburg to Cape Town and never used it. So, so what Paul was saying is, now that I have understood to take a hold of the grace of God, challenges do not create fear. Challenges do not create anxiety. Why did he go to God to, for him to remove it? It was creating anxiety. The challenge was creating anxiety, yet the, the grace of God to answer to that challenge has already been given to him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. I've given it to you. But you are being scared about what you already have, what it takes to deal with. Why are you afraid? Use what I've given you and deal with it. Get rid of that fear. You have the resources. Deal with it. That fear is stopping you from starting this journey. And it is not necessary. It's not necessary. You've got a good car. You've got fuel. You've got money. You've got company. Get on the road and drive and, 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 and get to the destination. Stop being afraid. This fear is stopping you. So when the apostle understood it, he said, I, I am... I am you know, I am most gladly, <laughs> I, I will most gladly boast in my infirmity because, because the power of Christ rests upon me. I have the resources. I am now confident in the resources. I am now strong. My faith is so strong. I am convinced of the resources I have and I can use it. I'm saying to you, child of God, there is resources given to you by the grace of God, by the strength of God, by the love of God. You are endowed with what it takes to defeat any mountain, to defeat any problem, to solve any issue. Why? God is your helper. Hallelujah. Let me show you. Psalm 28, verse 7. Psalm 28, verse number 7. Psalm 28, Verse 7. Hallelujah. I see you becoming strong in the grace of God. I see you becoming strong in the grace of God that you are no longer afraid. That instead of needs, problems to scare you, to make anxiety, to, you know, it actually makes you excited because it gives you an opportunity to draw from that which you know you have. Hallelujah. It gives you an opportunity to display. The, the, the resources you have and put it to use because you already have it and you know that you have it. So, so this is what God is saying. Get, get to know what I have given you and be strong in it. Look, look at this scripture in Psalm 28 verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Did you see that? My heart trusted in him and I am helped. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Meaning that if my heart does not trust in him, the help does not flow through. So that is what God needs for your heart to trust in him completely. That the fear that the help will not come will be gone. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Look at this. Next, 
Therefore, therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. So when a problem arises, my heart greatly rejoices. Why? Because I've done the first part. My heart greatly trusted him. Hallelujah. He says, my heart trusted in him and I am helped. It is, it is that trust that pulls the help. Now look at this. He says, therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. So whenever a need arises, my heart greatly rejoices. Whenever a need arises, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. So, so this is where we want to get to, where my heart trusted in him that needs, you know, situations, uh, circumstances that need the help of God makes me excited because my heart greatly trusts in him. Do you get it? This is where what you need to work on. Working on your heart to trust in him completely. How do you know when you trust in him completely? Needs do not provoke fear. Needs do not provoke anxiety. Need, needs provoke rejoicing and excitement. Because you are so convinced of the help of God. You are so convinced of God's willingness to assist. That you are willing. You are willing to trust him and let that help come. Hallelujah. So th this, this, is, this is the key there. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. If, you are, if your heart cannot trust, you will not be able to draw the help. Yeah, that is it. If your heart cannot trust, you will not be able to draw the help. So, so you got to know that you know that you know that you know that you know that God is there for you. And that's what he wants. That's what builds the relationship between father and son, between father and daughter, you know that 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 he has already helped you. So, so that conviction is what drives, drives that fear away and the help of God comes through. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. So if you haven't seen the help of God, check your trust. Check your trust. What is undermining your trust? What is sabotaging your trust? What is sabotaging your trust? That is the problem. Not that God doesn't want to help. It's your trust that is sabotaging it. That, that, that fear deep in your subconscious mind, you need to get rid of it. And you know, over the, this week, I'm going to teach you how to work on that fear and get rid of it. Because you need to get, once that fear goes, help comes. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Therefore, did you see that? Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. This was what Paul was saying. I am greatly rejoicing when I see needs, when I see persecution, when I see problems. I begin to rejoice. I will most gladly boast in my friend. Why? My heart greatly trusts in the Lord. So I rejoice. Problems make me rejoice. It doesn't create anxiety. It doesn't create panic. It doesn't create fear. It creates rejoicing. Because my heart greatly trusts in the Lord. Let me give you another scripture. Psalm, Psalm 54, verse 4. Psalm 54. I see you becoming strong in the grace of God. I see you becoming strong in your capacity to trust him. I see you becoming completely unshakable, unmovable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at this. Psalm 54, verse 4 and 5. He said, Behold... God is my helper. 
The Lord is with me, with those who uphold my life. He will repair my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. The Lord, behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. So, so people who are supporting me, God is supporting them. Situations that are that are congenial, God is behind that situation. Meaning that those ones that are not, God is against them. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers. God says he will repay my enemies for their evil. So those demonic forces, they, they have to deal with God. Uh -huh. And guess what? On the cross of Calvary, Jesus already dealt with them. Jesus already won the battle. The question is, do you believe? Do you believe that he has already won the battle? Everything Satan could ever come up with against you, whether it's against your marriage, against your health, against your ministry, against your finances, Jesus has already dealt with that devil completely. What demonic forces? Those enemies creating stress in your, in your home, stress in your health, stress on your job, stress in the business. It, they have already been dealt with. Do you believe it? This is where it is. You got to believe it. You got to believe. You got to know that you know that you know that you know that he has given you the victory. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. You will have troubles. But he said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. John 16, 33. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Rejoice, I have overcome the world. So when you see tribulation, start rejoicing. Why? I've already overcome it. I've already dealt with the problem. So rejoice and then the help will come through. Your rejoicing causes the help to pull through. Listen to me. Your rejoicing in the face of needs, in the face of obstacles, in the face of difficulties, in the face of affliction, is what causes the help of God to come through. Because you are rejoicing because you know that you know that you know that the victory has already been done. Hallelujah. Let me give you the last scripture as I round up. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. Hebrews 13 verse 6. He says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? God wants you to come to that place where you may boldly say, boldly say, you are, there's, no, there's no shaking in your heart. You boldly say because you are totally convinced. There's no fear. There's no doubt. There's no unbelief. You may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? This is, this is where God wants you to come to. Where you can boldly say because the fear element has been dealt with. That fear has been removed. You know that you know that you know. When you come to that place of knowing, the Bible says, needs provoke rejoicing. Situations that need God to intervene provoke joy, a positive emotion inside of you. Not fear, not anxiety, a positive emotion. I pray today that you will, you will, you will receive the grace of God and be strong in it and deal with that intrinsic fear that God will not come through. You are dealing with it now. I speak in the name of Jesus that that fear is gone. 
I rebuke that spirit of fear, that, that uns uh, 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 uncertainty that God will come through, that uncertainty that God will not, you know, the help will not come. I, I, I curse that uncertainty. I command it to leave your heart. In the name of Jesus, I command it to leave your heart. That faith and boldness and confidence in the ability of God to help you comes back into your heart and takes a place in your heart that situations and circumstances make you rejoice knowing that the help of God has come. God bless you. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sharing how do we deal with that fear? How do we uproot it? How do we go to where it is and pull it out so that we can truly receive the help that has already been made available? Good night. Listen to this teaching again. Share it with somebody. Tell a friend about it and, and listen to it again and then pray that prayer that every fear that God will not come through, every fear that help will not come through, that Fear must be gone from your heart. And I'll see you tomorrow as we continue the study. Good night. God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, Strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.